and welcome to Spawned, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. Hey, I'm Kristen Chase. I'm Liz Gumbiner, and we're the co-founders of CoolMomPicks.com. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about easy ways we can be more environmentally friendly at home, thanks to our incredible guest, Alicia Reiner, who you may best know from shows like Orange is the New Black, The Deuce, Better Things, but she's also a passionate environmental advocate. And as always, we will close out our show with our cool picks of the week, and we'll be right back to talk to Alicia after this. This episode of Spawned is brought to you by Zulily. This parent-favorite website and app has been offering incredible deals and discounts for years now on everything from big trusted brands like Coach and KitchenAid to those smaller boutique brands that we love. There are thousands of well-curated products on Zulily for kids, adults, even pets, with more than 100 new sales launching every single day. And now, just in time for the holidays, Zulily is making shopping even easier with their brand new Best Price Promise. It's a guarantee that their prices will beat the prices at Amazon and Walmart.com on the identical item. In fact, they'll even show you the price from the other retailers so you can see the difference in real time. That means you'll not only save money, but you'll save tons of time not having to click around and open multiple tabs or multiple apps to comparison shop for the best price on what you want. Just visit Zulily.com, that's Z-U-L-I-L-Y.com, or download the free Zulily app to find everything you need this holiday season at great prices. Okay, Liz, I love how we're being so professional and enunciating when really we're kind of both freaking out inside (laughs) (laughs) to be talking with Alicia. So let's familiarize our listeners if for whatever reason they're not familiar. Excellent. So you probably know her for her SAG award-winning performance as Natalie Figueroa or Fig on Orange is the New Black, which is an amazing part. It's so good. She's the assistant warden everyone loves to hate, as you probably know, but I I will tell you she is nothing like that in real life. She's super nice. You may have also caught her in Broad City, How to Get Away with Murder. She plays Kiki Reigns in the last two seasons of HBO's The Deuce, which I love. She's in FX's critically acclaimed Better Things. But beyond her work as an actor, she is a mom to a fabulous daughter and an impactful, award-winning activist and change maker. Yeah, it's so interesting to me. I love learning more about people's passions. She's an ambassador to the gene. Davis Institute for Gender Equality, a founding member of Times Up. Yay, Yay for that. And has recently received the acclaimed Collaborator Award for Women in Arts and Media. And if that's not enough, <laughs> she is also working with multiple organizations to protect and serve undocumented people. And also she's dedicated time to organizations serving unfairly imprisoned populations, including the Women's Prison Association. And still she rises which is dedicated exclusively to the representation of mothers in the criminal and civil legal systems. Wow. And, Kristen, there's more. On top of all this, she has also somehow found the time to co-found Livari, a no-waste fashion label with the mission of using the art of fashion as a medium of activism and hope, which is in part why she calls herself an eco-mama. And we are so lucky to have her today. Welcome, Alicia. Welcome. And she needs a nap. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy that you said that because holy cow it's not just all the things you've done it's all the things you are still doing it's amazing people ask 
like sometimes like how do you do it all and I'm like there isn't a lot of sleep involved (laughs) you always give well we were just gonna ask you so is that the thing I mean it's so funny we all say you know we'll sleep when our kids are older when our kids are babies but then it feels like even when they get older there's this idea that we have more time now and so we just end up filling it and clearly it's not with a lot of sleep yeah yeah I I definitely am of the I'll sleep when I'm dead philosophy of life um, because there is so much to do. There's, I think when I'm with my daughter, I want to be so fully present. So I really do try and put away the technology. And then when she is doing her homework or when she's in bed for the night and I go back to it, it's sometimes a bit overwhelming how much there is to catch up on. But I think also on another level, since 2016, I've felt such a need to be more of an activist than I've ever been in my life because we don't really have a choice in this moment. And I found in the first six months, I was so sad and truly depressed and my activism has helped get me out of that and has helped me not feel so disempowered. I'm so glad to hear you say these things because, as our listeners know, as Kristen definitely knows, I've been in the same place. I wouldn't even say maybe depressed. Like, I was super depressed. I ate my weight in Pop-Tarts for the first year before I was like, okay, this is not the best use of my time and (laughs) energy. But one of the things that I've struggled with, and I'd like your opinion on this, is it's been really hard for me to prioritize all the causes I care about. So there's women, not just women like our rights, our bodies, you know, us in politics, supporting women candidates, but, you know, women in prisons, women immigrants, imprisoned mothers, there's immigration in general, there's the environment, like there's so many things that feel under attack and in need of our attention. So I struggle with how to prioritize and not be all over the place. How do you do that? Well, I want to back up a little bit and just talk to the value of what you guys provide, because in this moment, conversations that are meaningful about parenting and how to be a conscious parent and helping forward that conversation. I remember when my daughter was tiny, I lived for cool mom pics. It really helped me like, what are we going to do this weekend? Like it was one of those things that made me feel part of a community that someone was helping me and that I wasn't alone. So I'm sure with the podcast even more so because people hear other moms talk about what's going on. And I think it's also really important in this moment to value what we are doing because we all feel like we're not doing enough. That's just a common problem in this moment because it feels like so much is on fire. That means a lot. And thank you. You're welcome. But I think we all feel like, oh my God, I'm not doing enough. There is always more to do, but I love the expression, no one can do everything, but everyone can do something. Yes. That's how I roll. So in reference to the prioritization, it's such an equation of a moment and 
for me, it's what's really pulling on my heartstrings at this moment. Like what feels the most joyful when I think about taking action? And it could be anything. It could be food waste. It could be environmental. It could be where is my child most interested? There are so many aspects and really just listening to your heart and what is put in front of you at this moment that you feel you can take very specific action on. That's another one for me is what feels specific to this moment. So at this moment for me, undocumented people feels really specific because I was called to do it in reference to season seven of Orange is the New Black. So for me, undocumented people and protecting them, taking care of them feels right because of season seven of Orange is the New Black and my storyline and that. And And I have to tell you, I'm a season behind, so don't spoil it for me yet. (laughs) I'm not telling you anything. I never tell anything, anyone. Um, So what that means is I found an organization called Action Potluck. And if you're here in New York City, the website is sanctuaryhood.org. And we created a pod of about 30 mostly mom friends and we adopted an undocumented family right out of a detention center a mom with five kids and we all help them settle into new york city because they don't speak english and they didn't know anybody and so we created captains and each mom was a different captain so there was like a captain of health who helped them all get to the doctor and to the eye doctor and mental health. And there was a captain of law because they need a lawyer. And it's through another nonprofit that gives free law service. I was the captain of housing and I reached out to every human being that I know in this entire city and was able to find a four bedroom apartment on the Upper West Side for an outrageously affordable price. Wow! When we got that apartment, getting them furniture. It's amazing how many people have things that can furnish a whole house. If 30 different women reach out to their network, it's extraordinary. It's like, you know, when someone first has a baby or sadly when someone gets sick and you do a meal tree, it's amazing what you can do as a community. And for me, that felt really powerful because it felt like a way that I could really hands-on help with a family and be the opposite of what my government is doing right now that feels inappropriate to me. And to add on to your previous quote, you know, we can't be all things to all people, but to that one family, you were everything. Yeah. And we're still part of their life. We have the captain of employment and our biggest goal is that within a year, they don't need us at all and that they're fully self-supporting. That's amazing. It makes me think of Kristen, our friends, Laura Mays and Jill Krause and some other friends who got together and helped distribute Amazon wish lists through Rices to families at the border and raised tens of thousands of dollars worth of items for families in need and for lawyers to support their clients. And I thought these were just a couple of women who just used their social networks and like got people what they needed. And so you're right, like everyone can do something. And I think sometimes we hold ourselves back because we think, oh, I'm not doing enough. So I, I won't do anything. If I can't start a whole foundation, I won't do anything. But you're right, like little things can make really big 
ripples. I don't think you can help but be activated if you watch season seven. So Liz, just put earmuffs on for one second. Because- <laughs> okay. You know, it's okay. I, I kind of have a sense, you know. I'm Okay. So Alicia, I watched it religiously. Season five and six was tough for me. The riots were just really heavy duty, but I jumped back in. I heard Diane Guerrero on Jonathan Van Ness his podcast. And I was like, oh, I need to watch this. And I cannot tell you how much season seven moved me. I have been raving about it to everyone. In particular, your character felt so vulnerable. It was a different side of your character. Just what you had to do, the courtroom was kind of that scene was so overwhelming for me. And I think anyone out there, if you haven't watched season seven, you guys just went balls to the walls. I feel like you're like, we are tackling everything. We don't care. We're going for it. And I just wonder, what was it like to be a part of that? I mean, I just can't imagine, obviously, you're acting, but this is, it was like real life. So can you just talk a little bit about the experience and what you encountered during that time? Because it was amazing to watch. I want to start by saying, as an artist, when I was a little girl and I was like, I want to be an actress, on a fundamental level, all I really wanted to do was tell great stories that make the world a better place. You know, for me, it was never, I want to be famous, I want to be a big movie star. Like, I just wanted to make a living being an artist and tell great stories. So when you get the opportunity and the writing to tell a story like this one in this moment, it really feels like Christmas forever because that's truly why I became an artist is sometimes I do believe that art has the power to incite change, that we can see things in art that we become immune to in the newspaper or on the news. It touches us in a very different place. I wrote my college essays actually about how psychoneurobiochemistry and acting were really the same thing. And (laughs) I decided to be an artist because of those reasons. So it was such a joy being part of that storytelling. And having said that, it was so deeply, deeply painful. I feel like there are things that I, Alicia, knew that Fig didn't know. And yet walking into every situation in season seven, I felt it in my body in a different way than I'd ever experienced anything as an actress. Even the first day I walked into the detention center when I think one of my lines is like, it's so quiet. Mm -hmm. And knowing that that's based on reality, they did a lot of research and it is based in what's going on today. And the courtroom scene that you brought up, I haven't watched it yet, but I remember walking in that day and knowing like I had walked into the courtroom earlier and I knew it was a set and there's cameras and lights and it's not real life. But when I walked in and it was filled with children and I had to do that scene, I got through it maybe twice and then I totally lost it. And I started crying so hard. I started hyperventilating, even though the children were actors, it was a set. But knowing that that is in fact going on all over every day, just was so overwhelmingly sad to me. Um, 
I'll never forget the look on your face. So I can tell you, since you haven't seen it, <laughs> it wasn't even a look of horror so much. It was just such a great mix of confusion and like, this is ridiculous. And what are we doing? And how is this even possible? And how am I party to this in some way? All mixed up in one look. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never forget it. And, you know, meanwhile, my kids were like, Mom, are you ever coming out of your room? Because I binged it over a weekend. My kids, like, you know, I have four kids. They yeah. see me all the time. They're like, Mom, what are you doing? And I'm like, just one more episode. <laughs> yeah, I think I have my weekend plans cut out for me now. So, Alicia, I can imagine how working on a story like this would lead you to advocate for women in prison and for incarcerated peoples and for immigrants because it's so much a part of your work. It makes perfect sense. And actually, that's one of the things I loved from season one was seeing how active everyone in the cast and production became with the issue in real life. But let's talk for a second about the environment. Because you call yourself an eco-mom. I love that. Like, right on your own personal page. Like, that's up there as one of your skills and traits. And so I think for some women, it's not our jobs necessarily, but motherhood, that's the catalyst for more environmental consciousness. Mm -hmm. Because we want to leave the earth a better place for our kids. And as our kids get older, like, your your daughter's 10 now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and mine are 12 and 14. and, And kids today are super engaged and really conscientious. And I think that's pushing a lot of us to be more concerned because it's an issue of our kids, as you mentioned. So I'm wondering kind of when it started for you. Was it because of motherhood? Is this something you've always been conscious of? No, I grew up in the city and I went to Ethical and Fieldston. So I remember my first Earth Day at Fieldston. I must have been like 13-ish. And learning about these ways that we're destroying our planet and going, why isn't anyone talking about this? And why aren't we doing more? Like, why are there still plastic bags? And why aren't we saving water more? And why are there water bottles? Like all of these things that any of us can do. I do believe that it's important that big corporations get involved and that we have global change and presidents get involved. And, you know, I do believe in the Paris Accord, but I also, I'm a person who believes in personal responsibility. If each of us makes tiny changes, the world can actually change. Some people really fight me on that and don't believe that at all. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, my plastic bag or my travel mug won't make a difference. And I deeply disagree because if everybody decided they would stop taking plastic bags and if everybody started carrying a travel mug and metal utensils and their own straw, like my family does, shit would change. Like, that's just the truth. It's hard to take that responsibility. It's uncomfortable because it means every choice you make is a big one. You know, I don't buy coffee out unless I have my travel mug or they have China and I'll drink it from the actual China cup in the store because that helps remind me not to hurt our environment. It's a little bit of a punishment to myself because I love coffee. (laughs) You love coffee. So when I have to deny myself that coffee because I've forgotten my travel mug, that's kind of a big deal. But it helps me remember the next time. I always have a cloth bag with me. It's just what I do. When we do those things and when we make those choices, we are a loving example to others. I don't whip out my cloth bag and go, 
you should have a cloth bag like I do. <laughs> we love people like that, don't we, Kristen? It's always from a place <laughs> of love and joy and inspiration. I don't believe shaming anybody changes anything. It's also what we want to teach our children. How do we inspire with love and joy and creativity? Magical things could happen in our environment if we all approach it with love, joy, and creativity. That's why I started Lavari. It's about the antithesis of shame because as I think we all know as parents, shaming our kids doesn't really help them change. But when we inspire them to change in positive ways, it's just so much more effective. So can you talk a little more about small things? I mean, you listed a bunch of them off, the tote bags, the straws that I have now been, I don't want to say forced because I don't mind it, but my 11-year-old will not get a Starbucks unless she has her cup and her straw and shames me. She shames me though, okay? Like, let's be honest, they're not kind. (laughs) But what, what are some other things that we can do, whether it's out and about or in our own home that are really small things that actually do matter. So in your home, as little as changing your light bulbs, LEDs use 85% less energy. Cleaning your HVAC filters every three months, using a programmable thermostat. Here's a good one. I remember when someone said to me, like, hang dry your clothes. And I was like, that's ridiculous. I'm not going to not use my dryer. But if it becomes like a super fun thing to do with your kids, be it like in your house or outside, where you get a clothesline and you get old fashioned clothespins and you like make a game out of it. What fun that could be. Like, let's play clothesline and let's pretend. Let's play with this idea. And that's part of it is like keeping it joyful and playful. That's how we feel about the straws, actually, because it was it was my daughter who was like, I am buying metal straws with my own money from my allowance for the family. And I let her do it because I thought that was really cool of her. But I have this like total fear now that I I read some like awful article about somebody getting hurt on a metal straw. So then I I saw silicone straws and I was like, let's use these now. (laughs) So they're great. You can also do glass. Yeah. Where we created a pouch that housed a glass, you know, glass straws are incredibly strong. They're not breakable. Yeah. You know, I carried one around for like a year and I it never broke. There's so many little things. And a lot of it also is just being aware of your consumption and being aware of how you throw things out. And instead of buying a new couch, can you reupholster it? If you are going to buy a new couch, what is the new couch made out of? And what are you going to do with the old couch? Every decision is a level of consciousness and it's uncomfortable. Like I just need to say, I'm not here to tell you like, oh, this is so easy and fun and joyful and creative. Being conscious of every choice you make on an environmental level is not always fun and happy because you become aware of how much stuff you bring in. You know, you become aware of your carbon footprint with Amazon. You know, Amazon is my best friend. I love getting things sent to my home. I have to admit that. But you know what? You can do not one day shipping. You can 
do one week shipping and you can make sure everything comes in one box instead of single items. You can do subscribe and save or whatever. I'm so glad you're bringing that up because I think for a lot of people, money is an issue and budgets are tight, especially now around the holidays. And it's scary to think about like, oh God, I have to buy everything local where it might cost more or I have to buy organic groceries, which, you know, the red peppers are literally three times the price at Fairway. It can be intimidating, but I like that you're talking about how there's ways to not even change your life that much, but just be mindful and make small changes. Like it's so smart to talk about changing the habit on Amazon of having everything shipped later and all in one box. Like that saves a ton of packaging. Kristen and I always talk, we just put this on Instagram. We go crazy when PR companies send us like huge boxes. And I'm sure you got this too, Alicia, like filled with like wrapping or bubble stuff or, you know, shredded paper, whatever it is. And there's like a little book inside. And it looks like it could hold like a giant, like a piano, (laughs) like one book inside. And so I'm so aware of the waste now that I'm just finding ways to cut it back in small ways. So I like that you're talking about how it doesn't have to be hard. It can be as simple as putting a reusable bag. And by the way, if anybody out there listening doesn't have a reusable bag, let me know. I will send you one of my 6,000 that I have in my home. (laughs) So since you run a fashion label that's dedicated to eco-friendly practices and generating less waste, which is a wonderful mission, I want to know what that's talking you about the fashion industry speaking of amazon what what don't we know that we should know when we're shopping i do want to take a moment to go back to you mentioned cost sure and there are things that are more expensive to go green you know sometimes organics are more expensive sometimes they're not nowadays like it's kind of awesome because as the demand goes up organic prices are going down, which is really exciting. But also there's so much DIY that you can do that brings your cost down enormously. So you can make your own all-purpose cleanser to clean your countertops with vinegar and baking soda and water. Look it up online. It's so easy and it really decreases your bills. This weekend, my daughter and I are making our own hand sanitizer and toner, not because of financial issues, but because it's fun. It's like, oh, we have essential oils. We have witch hazel. Like, let's play with this. I love that. And so much better than making our own slime. (laughs) And she loves it. She goes to a camp where they make their own soap and they make their own toothpaste. And I I mean, I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. So back to Lavari. We started Lavari because right after the election, we felt that both women and the environment were endangered species and wanted to create a positive, thoughtful line that served both of those things. We only manufacture in collaboration with other organizations or other brands that are already in manufacturing. So we don't manufacture anything new. We don't have our own manufacturing and we do very small batches of whatever we make. And what I learned is the fashion industry, I mean, the amount of waste, I think it's like $213 billion of waste a year. Wow. The average person throws away 78 pounds of clothing a year, and that all goes into landfill. Throws out, like just throws it out. Again, it's about awareness. It's about how can we reuse things? How can we use things that we think of as garbage in our first 
collection, one of our skirts was made of fish leather, which is exactly what you think it is. There is a fishing village and they sell and serve fish to their community. And there's all these scales that essentially turn into leather. I do not know that I've ever heard of fish leather ever. And we look at a lot of fashion. Kristen, have you heard of that? I have not heard of fish leather. No. And I feel like it's something that would be at the Asian grocery store to eat. I'm Chinese. (laughs) And (laughs) so I feel like my son who loves to eat like weird seaweed snacks would also like to eat fish leather. (laughs) I I find that so hilarious because in fact, I am the girl who like eats things like that as well. But that is not what fish leather is. (laughs) So clearly there's a lot of waste. And we've talked a lot here and we've even written a lot of posts on our site about various things you can do with your clothing or way to upcycle or places to donate or how to hand things down. I mean, we believe in conscientious consumerism and I think you do as well. Like I'd rather buy things that are better quality support businesses I like and respect and last a really long time than to buy lots of kind of fast fashion. And I understand the need for some people to buy, you know, the like 10 for one tank tops for their kids because it's really affordable. But I also know that those things are frayed and falling apart after six runs through the wash. So it's made me like kind of think more about like, well, I don't want to keep buying this stuff and spending more money. I'd rather get the one that's really good. I think we try to promote that on our site, Kristen, like when we talk about, you know, stuff that we understand is within budget, but we also will say this is an amazing tote bag and I love it. It lasted me eight years so far and it looks brand new and it's totally worth your money and it's made ethically. And I just, I think there's value in that. Yeah. You know, no one can do everything, but everyone can do something. And so if you are buying the 10 tank tops for $10, just be sure if they do last to then give them to the next family. That's a huge thing you can do is hand-me-downs. We have a whole hand-me-down group on our block, and it's fantastic because kids do go through clothes so quickly. Do clothing swaps with your friends and girlfriends and mom friends. Kristen and I do that with our girls. (laughs) And it's great to do, by the way, a grown-up and a kid one. I'm part of a new fantastic fashion site called Wardrobe, and it's an app. Go look for it in the app store. It's called Wardrobe. And it's really rent the runway meets Airbnb. And essentially, you can rent out of my closet. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. And their hubs are Echo dry cleaners. So like green dry cleaners. So everything's just as clean as rent the runway. But it's a really cool way. And you can actually rent clothes that I wore on Orange is New Black and something I wore on on a runway. So it's really fun. That is Okay, I'm, I'm going right now because, Alicia, you're tall, right? How tall are you? I have 10 and a half. I could, okay, I'm 5'11. So I could literally rent from your closet. Okay. Well, I cannot because I've seen you in person and you are a fit woman, I will say. What I'll say is if you're renting from my closet, another great item in my closet is a pineapple leather belt. There's a gold belt. What? Super echo designer named Maria Vendetti, and it's made out of pineapple leather. And there are all these cool ways we're recycling, you know, just like the fish leather, which is leather made from fish skins. To be really clear about it, there's this village in Brazil where it's produced, and the fish are used for food, and the villagers have been taught how to preserve the skin to use it as leather, which gives them another source of income. It's so full circle in that it's fair trade, 
it's helping the environment, it's really using everything up. And that's another thing is everybody can compost. Now here in New York City, this is the cutest thing. Oh my God, you're going to love this. Instead <laughs> of diamonds, like my husband for my birthday took over a year to <laughs> petition the city for us to get our own compost pail because we would be collecting our compost and then would have to bring it places and we'd have to freeze it until we could bring it places. And we tried <laughs> having our own composter, but it's really hard in the winter compost freezes. So my big birthday present, and he knew that I would like this so much more than diamonds, <laughs> our own compost bin that we roll out and the Department of Sanitation now collects compost separately from garbage and anybody on any block can petition. And if you live in a big building, it's even easier. My building started doing it. They just started doing okay. it. First of all, how awesome is that, that your partner knows you so well knows that well, yeah. that's like <laughs> couple goals right there. I know. I, know. I love and that. Some women will listen to this and be like, I would never want to be married to him. I want the diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because my stepfather is an environmentalist by trade and fisherman and lighthouse keeper and environmental educator. And he's been composting since like for, you know, before I was born. And so we grew up doing that at his house. He's kind of the same way. Like if you want to get him a gift, like separate your eggshells from the wrapping that can be composted. And that's like a gift for him. (laughs) So I understand it. If we're like, we promise to separate the garbage well for a year, that's a gift. So let me ask you one more question. I want to know whether your daughter is involved with your activism. I'm guessing she is in some way. And I'm wondering if so, does she have or do you have any tips for parents who want to get their kids more involved or know how to bring their kids into this kind of stuff that they care about? The short answer is yes, she is. Just this past week, she took a box from home and decorated it all over and said, you know, please put clothes in this box and we will bring them to a local church. So she is very much part of the activism trade. But how to get your kids involved is don't try. I really believe that kids want to do what you're excited to do and just keep on talking about what you're doing. You know, as an actress, I get invited to a lot of things. I'm out a lot of nights And on any particular night, I'm really invited to five different things. You know, first of all, a lot of nights I want to stay home with my kid. And if I am going out, I want to go to something that's the most meaningful and the most impactful. And then once I make that choice, it's about explaining it to her and talking about what I'm doing. Or on a Saturday, when we're all going to food bank, talking about why that's important to me or talking about what I've done that day. You know, if I've had a meeting for Time's Up, if I've gone to a protest about abortion, if whatever I've done that day, really talking about it and talking about why it's important to me, not saying that she should do anything. I, as we talked about earlier, I don't believe in shaming and I don't believe in shitting on over anybody. You know, you don't never shit on anybody. I believe in letting my kid just be inspired to do things based on what I'm doing. I think that's great. We had LeVar Burton on, and one of his big things is reading tips to get kids to read more, is that you need to read more. 
kids need to see parents reading. So if your kids are seeing you passionate about certain things and making choices about going to one thing over another or saying one thing over another, they're watching. Kids are watching us. Uh And I love this idea of not shooting, not shaming, any of those things and letting them make the choice. And don't you feel like, too, when they're able to make the choice, it becomes more powerful for them? It's intrinsic to them. We didn't tell them to do it. They were inspired on their own to do it. And there's just more ownership when it comes from them. Yes. And I love that because, look, I truly believe my daughter might have a much better idea about how to be an environmentalist or how to do anything. Like, I trust that her ideas are going to be so much better than mine. And I think the thing that's interesting, as we were saying, is that kids really do have passions. And Mm. when they're little, they may like animals. And that may end up becoming like, Mom, can we go to the pet shelter on the weekend? Can we walk a dog? Like, they, I think exactly. kids are actually, if you present them with what the options are, if they want to pursue something more that they're interested in, like it doesn't start as activism. It just starts as interest. Mom, I want to plant more flowers or I want to recycle or I want to collect clothes or I saw something in school about a kid who had this problem with bullying. What can we do about bullying? Like, I think if you listen to your kids, you'll find they're kind of like born activists in a way. Like kids want to fix things and make things good. I could not agree more. It's about empowering them and giving them tools to follow their heart. That's beautifully put. I love that. You are so inspiring. It's amazing how much you do and how thoughtful you are about all of it. And I just, I feel very inspired talking to you and I'm so glad you were able to join us. Me too. Me too, you. And so tell us, where can our listeners find you besides all over their TV Uh, if they want to learn more information about all these things you're doing? Of course. I tweet a little bit. I'm mostly an Instagram story girl these days. I talk about whatever's going on that particular day. So my Instagram is at Alicia Reiner, A-L-Y-S-A-R-E-I-N-E-R. AliciaReiner.com is your website. People can see all your media and Mm -hmm. projects and everything you're working on. And I'm really excited to find the wardrobe app. I think that's really cool. It's really cool. Go check out my wardrobe. Actually, I Instagram storied about it today because wardrobe was like, hey, you can rent this dress. It's a great dress, I'm going to say. Well, listen, you're going to stick around for our cool picks of the week, yeah? Oh, sure. Terrific. Well, we will be back with those right after this. So, Liz, I am so excited to tell you about our newest sponsor because we have been playing with this amazing STEM toy for the last week. It's called Gravitrax, and it's fabulous. I mean, I know it. Yeah, I mean, you can tell me about it anyway, and you can tell our (laughs) listeners about it, but I do know it. It's an interactive marble run and construction set, which is like a kid's dream toy. It's like that must-have toy for STEM enthusiasts or budding engineers, but like, even if you don't think of your kid as being into STEM, it's just that fun toy that everybody really likes. Yeah, and so it's by Ravensburger, who we love. They do such awesome things. And so they sent us the Gravitrax starter set. It has over 100 pieces and 18 unique action parts. And let me just say, it is not your mama's marble run. Like, ours were like, here's a piece of wood and a marble. Go have fun. This is so easy to set up. <laughs> like, my nine-year-old had no problem with it. But you can do so many really cool, creative things 
things. And so, you know, Drew, my 12-year-old, he loves to follow the directions. So he opened up the directions right away. He had something constructed in like five minutes. But my nine-year-old, she likes to do her own thing. So she was using some of the parts to create her own marble run that wasn't anything in any of the guidebooks. So it's really great for kids, whether they love to follow directions or just love to do their own thing. We love toys that not only encourage skills, but also open-ended play and creativity, which is what's so cool about it. It really is a good toy. And you know, we are very selective this time of year about the toys that we want to talk about. And this is a great one. Kids will learn about gravity, magnetism, kinetics, or really physics, as we think of it, to propel their marbles through the finish line. It's fun to watch. It's fun to do with them. It's like a cool family game night thing just to like play around. Yeah, they all can play it together. We were playing it. My husband was like, I want to play. There's no winning in Gravitrax. There's no winning (laughs) in Gravitrax. But you know what else there's none of? There's no electronics. So if you're looking for something to give your kids a little break from screen time, they will love this. They won't miss their phones. My son was playing this for hours. In fact, it took over, not because it had to, but because I let it our whole entire living room. (laughs) But you know what's interesting, too, is that if you do want the digital element, they have the free Gravitrax app. And what kids can do with it is they can create their own builds right on the app. They can even play on it. And you know what? I just think about people who use CAD, you know, like architects who use those kinds Mm -hmm. of designs. Like, it's a really great way to introduce your kids to that if it's something you want, but you don't need the screen to play with it. Plus, it's not a one-and-done toy, you know, where you, like, hook up the toy and your kids play once and they're like, okay, done. It's not like that at all. Like, it's a new toy every time they take it out of the box. Yeah. So it's Gravitrax, G-R-A-V-I-T-R-A-X, and you can find it right at Target or Target.com, which makes it super simple to find. Yep, both in-store and online. Online, that's Gravitrax by Ravensburger. Okay, it's now time for Cool Picks of the Week! Cool Picks of the Week! And Alicia, you're our special guest. You get to go first. Oh boy. Okay, here's what I'm going to say. I saw a movie at the New York Film Festival that is still staying with me, and it's called Parasite. <gasps> oh, I'm dying to see it so badly. <laughs> You're killing me. Korean. It's in subtitles. I usually hate subtitles, and it is truly one of the most brilliant pieces of cultural, social commentary, but also hilariously funny and brilliantly beautiful. I'm di- I'm so I'm like shaking it's right so now because cool. I have tried to see it every weekend for the last three weeks and I've not been able to get to see it and it's still selling out everywhere. It's at small theaters like Alamo. It's from the director who did um, Snowpiercer, which I loved also. Oh, I'm jealous. One of the most brilliant (laughs) pieces of art I've ever seen. I left a little nauseous because it's so intense, but so, 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 so good. That's awesome. Thank you. Okay, you just encouraged me. So in addition to watching Orange is the New Black Season 7 this weekend, I have to try to get out to see Parasite. Kristen, how about you? What's your cool pick this week? Okay, so I have three girls in my home, not including me, so four girls in my home. And we're going through this period where everyone is stealing my makeup and all of my makeup-type belongings, like eyelash curlers and tweezers. I literally went out and bought five pairs of tweezers the other day because I'm sick and tired of losing my tweezers. So I decided <laughs> to invest in a heated eyelash curler. I've heard rumors of these things, but I figured I would give it a try. And 
I kind of love it. <laughs> it's kind of my favorite thing. Really? So, yes, yes. And I did not even realize how they worked. Like, we, we got it, and it was like someone had sent us, I don't know, like a mysterious scroll. And we were all kind of staring at it like, what do we do? And then I said, you know, there's directions, kids. <laughs> we, can, we can figure it out. So the one I got is an acronym. I really don't know what it stands for. It's Y-C-I-G-F-U-N-S. You SIG funds. I don't know if I'm supposed to say it like that. My kids like will probably risky? know what that stands for. I don't know. Um, I found it on Amazon, and uh, it was very highly rated, and I am a fan. No, you will not burn your lashes off or burn yourself. Uh, I think that's the biggest questions that people have. And if your lashes tend to be a little difficult to curl, this is a really, really great investment. It was 20 bucks, so it wasn't even really that bad. So that's my pick, heated eyelash curler. Very cool. Hey. You know, I like the beauty picks. So my pick, I'm going with a book this week. And it's, you know, I didn't intend it to be so aligned with the topic today, but it really is. And it's called By the Change You Want to See in the World. It's by a woman named Jane Mossbacker Morris, who's a friend. And it's all about conscientious consumerism, the fashion industry, and stuff you know and stuff you don't know. Really, overall, it's about how to use your power as a consumer or somebody with a wallet, with a budget, to make the world a better place. You know, she even talks about how, like, not all factories are bad and why, you know, fair trade can be tough in some countries and how sometimes when we see, we think women are making, like, a really low wage for us it, where they live. It is extraordinary, you know, in terms of how much they're getting paid and that there's a lot of complexity. And her background, actually, she worked in the State Department. She was the director of humanitarian action for the McCain Institute. Like, she really knows the world and, like, the global marketplace. She also runs the website To the Market, which we've written about on Cool Mom Picks in the past, which is all fair trade goodies and gifts from women around the world that help empower women to help, you know, have a better life. I've shopped. Yay! Yeah, I love it's that. It's really place. good, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you guys should connect. I know you would do some amazing collab together. I would love it. Yeah, connect us. But I'll also say, it's funny you bring that up because a lot of times when people say, how do I help women in the world? Do I need to join Times Up? And I like to say, no, you don't have to join any organization. It's really easy. You can mentor someone. You can mentor a woman. You can invest in a woman. And by investing, I don't mean you have to give them your money, but every choice we make is, am I buying something made by a woman or a man? You know, every time you buy a bottle of wine, every time you buy anything at the grocery store, check out if it's not made by a factory and it is more of a small brand, is it made by a woman or a man? And then the last thing is hire more women. Yes. You know? And these are these ways that we can really change things. Yes. I went to the Glamour Women of the Year Awards on Monday night and cried for three straight hours listening to the speeches. Do you know that Ava DuVernay, who was one of the recipients who spoke incredibly, as you'd imagine, yeah. her crew is now more than 50% women? Yep. My last movie that I produced, we used 70% women. Amazing. Yeah. Like, I don't think people realize who are not in production and not in Hollywood how rare it is when you walk around a set, like every gaffer, every guy holding, you know, a thing of duct tape, like everyone is basically a dude. It's so rare to see a woman holding a camera or putting up a ladder that you're really aware of it. And to think of it being 50% blows my mind. 70%, I mean, amazing. It was awesome. And by the way, we finished every day 
on time and under budget. <laughs> yeah, women get shit done. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and you probably had some killer snacks too. Let's be honest. So, <laughs> so good, so good. That, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> we'll have to have you. Oh back my gosh! To talk thank about you that. so my much. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. And thanks for joining us for another episode of Spawned. Huge thanks to our engineer John Bowen. Liz, wasn't that awesome? That was so awesome. I love her. You know, it's so great when there's a actor who you admire and then you talk to them in person and you're like, they're so cool. I want to be best friends. I know. She makes me want to go get all the banana peels out of my trash can right now. So for sure. (laughs) Well, you know, my stepmother can help you with that. If not. Exactly. (laughs) If she doesn't have the time to come down and help you. But hey, there are a few things that you can do besides helping the environment. You can do to help spread the word about Spawn. How's that for a segue, Kristen? That was very, very good. Thank you. I, I, that was right <laughs> off the top of my head. <laughs> you can subscribe to our podcast right now. Just click subscribe on whatever device you happen to be listening to, and it's done. You can download and save the episodes. You can leave us a five-star review. We've been so grateful for those of you who have. It makes us extremely happy. And honestly, the best thing you can do, as with all things, is tell a friend or family member about our podcast if you enjoy it because maybe you will turn them onto something they enjoy too and they will express so much gratitude they will hold you in very high esteem and so will we yeah and you know what as alicia said at the open of the show it's just a great way to be informed when you're listening to a podcast you're just a little more informed and if that's the action you take today do something good, to be informed about issues that matter, then that's awesome. And of course, if you are a listener right now, that means you're part of our Spawn podcast community, but you can join us officially on Facebook. Just search for us. We'll link it up over on our podcast page, along with everything we spoke about today. It's called the Spawn podcast community, and it's on Facebook. We would love for you to join us. Thanks so much for listening to Spawn. This is Kristen. And this is Liz. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.